Hey, I'm Noel. I'm the editor of Enduro.media, and welcome to the Enduro Bureau. With me tonight, as always, is not Garth, but Jared Stock. Um, hello. Hello. Not with us tonight is Jared's partner in crime, Courtney Schmally. She is off in the thriving metropolis Working. of uh, yeah, Red Deer, Alberta Red right Deer. now. So, so somebody's got to make the money. We got like series it. to pay for. Yeah, I like it. It doesn't that just run purely on credit? It has been, yeah. yeah so. people, people don't, they probably don't want to get repaid. No. Ah, very good. Visa, MasterCard are all different. Well, tonight's going to be uh, an interesting one and a fun one. What I said to our guests is we'll just try to keep it mostly on the rails, but I have a feeling it ain't going to happen. Uh, so with us tonight is three quarters of the Team Canada ISDE Men's World Trophy Team. Yeah, this should be fun. So Jared, uh, as you are a member of said Canadian ISDE World Trophy Team, why don't I uh, let you get started on the introductions for who we have here? That's a tough one because every time I hear the intros at six days, it's always so majestic. Well, go for but, it. Uh, be, be, be your majestic self. You know, we tried to do that the other night. We tried recording ourselves in the most majestic voice possible, and it was terrible. So I'm I'm not going to try. You know the old, like, Monster Energy Supercross. We tried our Let's we tried get our best. ready to rumble. Yeah, Courtney tried that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... We have two two extra guests of the Six Days team here tonight for the uh, trophy team for Canada. Uh, Tyler Medallia, as uh, most of everybody knows, super super legend in Canadian motocross and I mean really around the the, the globe. And then we have Owen McKill, Jr. Um, coming up in the scene, he's uh, faster than me, so he's starting to to chew up my heels and it's pissing me off but it's it's okay <laughs> yeah uh i don't think he was chewing at your heels in argentina i think he you were like trying to hang on to his weren't you uh yeah yeah he smoked me in argentina <laughs> just saying yeah yeah i was just trying to make myself feel good well that failed hey <laughs> yeah, it did. well hey welcome guys uh really good to have you here really excited to do this uh you know, I hope you guys are on your A game because Jared's been talking you guys up huge. So no pressure. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah, missed well. that. I missed that in the introduction. Like my best friends. That's, no that's better. I, yeah. And that's, then going, uh... <laughs> going back to talking about that uh, that big beer that we shared in Italy and uh, tarps off. It's kind of yeah. one of those um, one of those things where it's yeah, some some good friendships. That's that's the goal of this thing it's awesome right on well how about we uh, how about we go around and uh you guys can kind of do your own little intro and you know a little bit more about who you are and who you ride for so why don't we start with you owen yeah my name is owen mckill i'm 21 years old i'm from vernon british columbia born and raised my whole life and uh Couple six days under my belt now, and I'd like to keep going as many times as I can, and hopefully get to you know Phil's ranks. I think he's at eight or nine now. So I think he's at um, fifty-five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he won't seem to give it up, but it's awesome. Um, so yeah, been going to six days, been three times now, and uh, 
racing off-road growing up in BC kind of since the age of 10 and um, yeah just just starting to dabble in the pro ranks now it's been a lot of fun right on who you ride for I ride for Gas Gas Canada and Rider's Edge Suspension, uh, as well as Troy Designs and Spy Optics. Sounds awesome. Yeah, lots of help from those guys. Yeah, right on. And uh, Tyler. Yeah, so I'm Tyler Medallia, and I'm from originally from Ottawa, Ontario, and I moved to Brookfield, Nova Scotia in 2009. And yeah, I race for... Well, currently raced for Gopher Dunes, uh, GDR, Fox, Honda. Um, yeah, and uh, dropped back down to MX2 through this season. I'm, yeah, done. Uh, you know, I started into uh, off-road kind of like as a fun thing. And there was these uh, team races in Ontario at Woody's Cycle. And my, me and my buddies at the end of the year would every once in a while we'd go and we would do this team race at Woody's and I just really enjoyed riding in the woods. And then, yeah, um, actually when I was down Florida one year training, I got right, just like on a whim, just me and my dad went up to a GNCC and I got a top five overall. Um, just, just kind of so happened. It was no big deal. Yeah. Just, just kind of happened. I had no hand guards. I didn't have a big tank. I just had motocross. Every, it was a full motocross bike. We just stopped, unscrewed the cap and sold it up like two or three times. And yeah. And then that's kind of how I got hooked into uh, off-road. And then that kind of evolved and got into doing uh, ISD with these lunatics and it's been good. Awesome. Jared, why don't you uh, go with your intro? Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I guess we've, I think I've done it once before here, but, uh, Jared Stock, I've been on the six days team, uh, for six go rounds, I think now. Uh, but yeah, my background primarily was motocross for my whole life. I mean, did some off-road when I was younger, uh, but been racing motocross from when I was 12 to, uh, about 22 and then, uh, yeah, I had my first opportunity to go to a six days randomly in 2013. Uh, they reached out and they're looking to just add some some motocross folks. And I think similar to uh, Lexi the other night, um, you know, just willing to say yes to most every opportunity that comes across the table. And they asked if I wanted to ride the, the ISDE. And at the time I was like, absolutely. That sounds like a great time. And then, uh, I remember like hanging up the phone and Googling what ISD was. Cause I was like, <laughs> I'm not even sure. They just told me it was in Italy. So I was like, sick, let's go race their bikes in Italy. <laughs> it's a loose program. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, first year, 2013. And then, yeah, well, I did it once and I was pretty well hooked from that point on. Um, been doing it every year, uh, took, I think three years off, uh, when I hit my head a little too much, too many times. And, um, I guess two years, one year I tried to race GNCCs, So I ran out of money and couldn't go, but, um, <laughs> and a couple years after that, yeah, I had some concussion stuff I was dealing with. And then the got back into it once I was feeling better. And that's when I hooked up with the current crew. Um, I've been with Phil at every six days I went to, and then, uh, Tyler in, uh, 20, 21, 
in Italy. We uh, we raced together, and then Owen came the year after that uh, in 2022 in France, I believe. So yeah, we've been we've been a crew for a few years now, and it's it's been awesome. But uh, I, I was just going to say, I remember going back. I never actually remember Tyler and I raced a lot of the same races, but he was way faster than I was. So I didn't really get to, to know him that well, but I remember back in 20, I think it was 13 or 14, like my first year or second year racing off-road, I was still dabbling in some motocross and I was running a YZ250X oversized fuel tank, like not the the biggest turkey tank I could find. And, uh, <laughs> at the Calgary national. And I remember Tyler walking by and looking over and going, nice. And I was like, we're going to be friends one day. (laughs) Did we just become best friends? (laughs) And and then we never saw each other until 2021 when he walked in the door of our Airbnb. And then it was like, yeah, Yeah, I remember. I remember that because you got a good you got a good start too in that like in the TPD class. Yeah, I almost <laughs> and, that thing. And I remember him going over like I was sitting in the like maybe I was up in the tower, and I seen the big tank and the huge like eighteen inch rear wheel that was black with the tire. It looked like he had a monster truck wheel on the back. It was Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was yeah. awesome. That if you ever watch that back on the old CMRC YouTube videos, and I like, and I'm in the top five for maybe like a few laps, but like that thing was valved full off road bike, like full on. Back then, I wasn't as fast in the woods, so it was pretty squishy. And you could see like landing every jump, even if I buttered it at the transition from the bottom of the jump to flat, it just whoa, it would just bottom out. I'd go into head shape. <laughs> And then hit the next jump. It was <laughs> hilarious. I have to watch it every once in a while to get a good laugh. That's awesome. Um, and then the fourth member of the team is not with us. Uh, Jared, what did you say he's doing? He said he's doing? Uh, let me reread that. He was between uh, killing chickens, welding his trailer, and loading his RV to get to Florida for start his, his training for the year, which is may sound weird but that's just like the typical fill it 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 would only make sense that he'd be doing 15 things at once and uh have a thousand miles an hour yeah he 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 goes wide open falling out of his mouth yeah Yeah. and he's he's gonna come down here he'll ride maybe like two days and then he'll go straight into the gncc that's three hours in this and it's gonna be like probably 30 degrees and it's just bottomless beach sand bumps and palmetto roots. Like it's it's a torture fest. And he'll go he'll go like off the couch right into it, and it's mental. Yeah, he knows how to suffer. That dude. I remember me and Phil were at the Buckwheat 100 this past fall at the GNCC there, and I was geared up, ready to go, kind of warming up. And I see Phil, and he's working on the generator for his trailer. This is like. 15 minutes before the race starts and he's got the generator completely torn apart like he was doing a valve adjustment and i'm like phil you gotta put some gear on man like it's time to go he's like yeah i fixed my generator and 
And then we reached the GNCC. Yeah, yeah classic, Phil. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, and it's one of the things I said to uh, Jared before we started is like, well, he's not here, so he's now vulnerable. So don't hold back, boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't even need like <laughs> he loves it. As <laughs> the dumbest, craziest shit that that guy does. He's like all in and loves it. And, and he doesn't he's not afraid to talk about it. <laughs> so so our first episode, our guest was Rachel Goodish. And one of the things she brought up about Canadians at ISDE was Phil in Argentina at the end of it, dancing and ripping his pants open and tearing his shirt off. <laughs> and how she was just she thought he was trashed. But Courtney talked about how he had yeah. like maybe like two sips of beer. And that yeah. was just Phil. Yeah. <laughs> he gets into these dancing fits where he'll just like he'll just start dancing and then it'll he'll go for so long like it, it it's embarrassing at first and then it's funny and then it's like dude what is this guy doing and then he just keeps going and then it gets funny again and then it stays funny and then two and a half hours later it's still funny yeah. <laughs> I love the term dancing fit not topic. Yeah, because it's <laughs> it's it's a fit. It is real. It's insane. He's having a seizure. An episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He took he took so he took like a a red something like red and he was trying to get Garcia yeah, to, to run through it like a bull. Yeah, it was that a shirt. He ripped it right down the middle of him. Yeah. He's dangling the cape. Yeah, yeah, he did it. No, and th there's there's videos of it too. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Well, good on Garcia for yeah. uh, getting on board with the program. Yeah, yeah, he just won overall, so he he was. I think he's pretty tight, so I don't <laughs> think he gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so I guess I don't know. Like, where do you guys want to go from here? Like, you know, how did you? I guess Tyler, how did you end up? How did it go that you ended up at ISDE and walking into this Airbnb in 2021? Well, 2021 was my second time. I went in 2017. Okay. In so, France. So Jared was lying. No, that no, was no. Jared there. wasn't there at that one. Oh, okay. okay. I, I was in, in France. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was, went with I Nathan Bless. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You, I went, with you went to Bless. Portugal too, Tyler, in 19. Yeah. Yeah. Portugal was awesome. I really like Portugal. But um, yeah, the first one was 2017. And then I just kind of got a random call from Derek, who was the team manager, asking if I'd be interested in doing it. And then I was like, yeah, absolutely. It kind of did the exact same thing as Jared. And I Googled it like, what What the hell is this? Sounds good. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fun. And I talked to Phil a little bit. And he's like, yeah, you go right ahead change your tires and all this other stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to change my tires. Yeah, but you could, you have to do it in 15 minutes and it's mooses. And, and I'm like, you have to do it in 15 minutes? Like, like what? Take it off the bike? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, and your like, oil no. change. No, no, no. You have to change your tire. You have 15 minutes after riding for six and a half hours. I'm like, that's mental. But yeah, sure, I'll try it. So then, and my dad came and, and I was doing good because – I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that there were sections where I needed to go fast. And I ended up winning a couple tests overall. Um, 
like I walked, I didn't even walk all the tests. I walked some of them and I was like, this is, I'm not going to remember any of this. So why am I even walking it at all? So then, yeah, and my dad was with me and, and me and my dad have this like pretty interesting relationship. Like we get into like these heated arguments, like when, when stuff gets hectic, but we're a lot alike. So it's like, you know, we got this kind of like a bubbly personality, but then when it's serious, it's serious. So we're in the pits and I'm asked, he's like, I'm sore from riding for th- for this long. I don't really, I never really rode that long back then. And I'm really slow at changing tires and I didn't practice because I was just like, I didn't think that I needed to. So <laughs> I could, I was so tired and sore. I could barely get the back wheel off the bike, let alone change the fucking tire. <laughs> and my dad, and I'm like, my dad's like, he's like trying to talk me through it and I I want nothing to do with listening to him tell me how to do everything and then I asked him to pass me because I had a regular 12 mil and I tr- I didn't even loosen my rim locks like all the tricks that you learn from this trial and error I'm loosening the, the 12 mil on the fucking rim lock and it's so slow and then I'm and my dad's just sitting there looking at me I'm like give me the ratchet 12 and he's like, what? I'm like, give me the fucking Ratchet 12. And like the people from CMA were there. And, and he's like, well, you, you're so fucking slow. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> and we're, get, we're screaming it. We're screaming at each other. And like, I'm, I'm putting it in. I'm, I'm stuffing these stupid things. And I'm like, what? What do I do? What the fuck do I do? And he's like, you don't even, you're just not even listening. You'll never get it done. So we're screaming at, at each other, and the, and it's freaking everybody out, right? And then, like, I, I get it done in the, just in the nick of time. And then I come back, and it's, and they're probably thinking that we're going to, like, start fist fighting. But I come back, I, we, like, high-five and hug, and I'm like, that was amazing. And everyone's like, these people are fucking crazy. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's funny, too, because, like, one of my first... One of my first, I think it was maybe my second GNCC, we were in Unadilla, and I was in the top three, and he pulled me in for gas before I needed to come in, and then I was going to, I was with like, it was Caleb Russell and Thad Duval, and I was right there, and we were within an hour, in the first hour, I was still in the, like, the top three, and I was feeling good, and then he pulled me into the, to the pits to get gas too soon, and I'm like, I pulled in, and we're like on pit road, and it's all quiet, because there was a big gap. And I come in and I scream at the top of my lungs, you fucked me! Because then I just lost the toe. And then he's, he yelled something back at me and then the bike went fire. And we're screaming and yelling and like, he, we had to bump start the bike. Oh yeah, me, anyways, me and my dad get into it, but it's, but it's all good. So that was, uh, that was the, the kind of like one of the first things I remember about France is just how how nuts the event was and how tired and useless I was at working on the bike. That's Crazy. amazing. It just That's I don't a, know why. A, that reminds me of Slapshot and you know the referee and the handsome brothers like I'm listening to the fucking song. That, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't far off that. Oh, for anyone who's not from Canada, watch Slapshot. You'll understand. <laughs> Learn the rules of hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, and what—that's uh, a good, a good topic. What, like, of the most memorable, like, experience from the first six days? Like, that's hard to top because I wish I was there to witness that. I've heard stories about this conversation with Tyler, and 
and Dara didn't. I wish I was there for it. But oh, do you have anything up that alley, Owen? Yeah, um, I don't know. My first six days was same thing. Um, you know, Lee Freiberger phoned my dad, and you know, he said we need a we need a filling guy for the junior team. Would would Owen be interested in riding? And my dad goes, oh, I'm sure he'd love to. And you know, I knew what six days was, but I didn't quite have a grasp of you know actually what it was. You know what I mean? Same thing with Tyler about you know, changing tires in a certain amount of time and, you know, racing the clock and set other people. It's a completely different ball game. So um, my first six days, there's not much to write home about it. Um, I would say it went pretty smooth. I remember my claim to fame was I didn't even put a dent in my pipe or break a lever or nothing. I, I came through pretty unscathed, but... Um, were you even trying? Like <laughs> That's the thing. This is my test times were dog shit, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you learn a lot in your first six days, and, you know, you find out what you're capable of on your on your motorcycle, and... Um, you get to see some pretty cool shit. That's for sure. I mean, outside of rally, when would you guys as like moto and off-road guys really get the opportunity to do a stage race? Like it just doesn't happen. Multi-day. No, no even, even, even with cross country too, yeah. like it's nothing like it's, it's so few, like the corduroy, you know, and yeah. the corduroy was something that I was supposed to do many, many years. Like, I would always talk to Blair, but then something would be like I either contract, but I wasn't allowed to do it, or I was going to donations, which would interfere with it. Yeah. And then this year, everything kind of was the first year that kind of aligned, and that's really the only type of race that we have like that that we could even really enter. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild stuff, uh, Jared. Why don't we ask you the question you just asked Owen? You know, your kind of uh, wildest first time at ISD. Uh, yeah, I think I remember, like, the first thing I remember is, like, I practiced tire changing a lot. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't run, I didn't even know that a bib was a, a thing uh, or a moose was a thing. So I, I, I ended up getting them that first year just to practice on them. And I was like, okay, these things are terrible. I hate riding with them. <laughs> and uh and like the ones i got where i was back home were just like these you know like a small little 100 like bib in a big tire so like tire changing was actually pretty easy i was like i don't know what these guys are so concerned about this bib thing <laughs> and then i remember getting there and you get these you know you you buy your tires when you get there and your bibs and they're just like these massive 140s and they're just big huge balloons and uh i remember struggling like i was like i can't race six days i'm sitting here in italy i've flown all this way and i'm like i can barely even get this tire changed and i was like i might as well just quit and then let alone after the first day of like 10k of pavement on the way back when those bibs are like 600 pounds and trying to break i was panicking but <clears throat> as far as like fitness and stuff goes i was i trained for it so i remember like I didn't sweat a drop my first six days until I got to changing tires. Like I was calm, cool, collected, get back. And I start changing tires and I just start ripping from panicking on against the clock. But yeah, that was my first day. And then my second day, I remember like in Sardinia, we had like similar to Argentina. It was like 
multiple loops the same day. So the yeah. tests were just wrecked. And I was like thinking I raced Alberta off-road races, thinking that that was going to prepare me for an ISDE, which is like pretty slow speed single track stuff. And it's not really rough. And so I spent that whole season training for it. And I just came into that thing and just got hammered. And I remember the, I think it was like the third test on the second day, you come out of a corner into acceleration, huge acceleration shop. And then you go straight into huge braking bumps, straight into a huge concrete rut, come out of it straight into a huge acceleration shop. And I tank slapped so bad high-sided and smashed my face on the ground and like destroyed the front end of my bike and uh i came back and I, my my face was already starting to swell because i like i landed i don't know how but it punched me right in the face and uh i get back and i remember trying to change the tire and and our lee would come over me he's like so <laughs> you crashed and i was like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> And I know he's just trying to like calm me down in my tire change, but I was like, I remember if I ever get silent, that's when I'm the most frustrated. FYI. And uh, yeah, so the next morning, are you sure? Up, <laughs> uh, the next morning, I woke up and my my whole eye, like I'll I'll send you pictures. No, my whole eye was swollen shut. Like I had the hugest black eye. Like I just got in the, the coolest bar fight story. And, uh, it was so like, I ended up like the morning of, I had to take electrical tape and tape my eyelids open so that I could see out of my eyeball. And yeah, that was day two of my first six days. So I rode like a squid after that for, for a couple days until I kind of got comfy again. But man, my, I look at my bike back then, like it legit looks like I built a bike for the 1988 ISD. It just like hacked it together. Like. I had to put a battery on it. I bolted like the battery in the number plate. Like it was. Have you just got a pic- you got a picture of that? Haggard. Oh, so, <laughs> very good. I do. Yeah, I yeah do. you need you need to see that bike. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's like there's so much. There's so much that goes on with these races that like you you can talk about the stories for for hours and hours. Like man, I remember how awesome. Origin or Portugal was, and like I, I remember, so I was leading the class, and there was like on day five, my chain guide wore all the way through, and I noticed it at the like with like one checkpoint to go, and um, we had a guy Jeff, um, Jeff Pilon, is yeah. it Pilon or yeah. Pilon or Pilon, Pilon? Yeah. so. He was he was like following me around because he had some stuff in his bag. I'm like, hey, I need to do a chain guide at the next stop, and we need to go because I I didn't know I had like an Acherby's one. But I didn't know how long, or I and I wasn't sure if I had a rivet link yeah. chain. Like I didn't know how long this was gonna take me. So we went like and you kind of like for people who don't know, you have to kind of when you're on the roads and these transfers, you kind of have to follow the speed limits of the roads and stuff. And we were going wide wide open as far and we were going by people like they were standing still and we caught up to one of the girl riders and we and and <laughs> jeff does this huge wheelie right beside her and he's so <laughs> fired up on what we're doing 
puts it puts it down and and like and like like was like stoked and shaking his head and like fired right up and then looks over at um I don't know I can't remember who it was but she just like didn't even like make it <laughs> like didn't even acknowledge that he was there like was so <laughs> disgusted at what this guy was doing and it was so funny and I, I remember like laughing in my helmet while we were frantically <laughs> trying to get back to the pit so I could change this stupid chain guy. And then, like, remember Tanner, oh, to yeah. Terry, oh, yeah. when he did his, because he did his first one, and after the day one, he like would come. He came down in the morning, like, how are you doing, Tanner? He's like, oh, I'm pretty sore, and he had like, <laughs> like his hands were all blistered, so he had his hands all taped. And then the next day, like day two, he'd come down and he had his both his wrists taped, his elbows, and, he, and we're like, how's it going today? And he goes, oh. It's, Fucking Ross. And then, like, the next day, like, he just, like, turned into a mummy by the end of it. <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, man, good on him for, for persevering. And, like, that's, I remember, like, how shitty the mornings were when you felt so disgusting. And, like, even this year with, uh, what's your kid? What's your name? Felicia. Oh, yeah, that's it. Felicia, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Felicia. I, I know her well. I just... Her, like, she was, like, the same type of thing. Almost died of heat, yeah. heat stroke the first day. And then, like, crashes and barely making it in the time. And, like, people holding her up in the pits. And just, like, pushed through. It was, like, a I monumental push. I messaging her with, push, with her a little bit. Impressive. Yeah. So yeah, as, as the uh, As Argentina went on. And he just, like just even looking at what she was typing, it was like, you could hear the tired, you know, through the phone, just from her typing text back and forth. Like it was oh, nuts. Yeah. 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 She, that, it was, it was insane. Yeah. She pulled through big time. Yeah. I remember at the end, at the day five, when she like got back to the pits and, and took her helmet off and she's like visibly like upset just because she got, she's like, I just, like crying i'm like I've, i have no idea how you guys do this i'm like i can so i was just like you just did it yeah exactly and like, yeah yeah I was, and i was like it's crazy to see somebody get pushed to that point is so wow with the canadian team like one thing that happened this year was you know you guys like argentina is far uh canadian isde is not a fully funded national program in any respect um and so you guys this year were on rental bikes um is that is that pretty much every year or... yeah yeah well so it's For funny so yeah i did time. that interview with you before christmas tyler <laughs> i asked you about that and you were like i will never go like i will fucking yeah. never go to another isde without my own bike yep yep that i'm <laughs> I, and i fully still on board with that yeah 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 and and the thing is like it's just been we we went to that program like uh in italy was i think the first year oh no tyler and phil flew their bikes over so like over covid logistically shipping things got to be pretty uh unreliable and expensive so the ktm has this pretty good rental program as far as like getting everything over there for you it's it costs a ton of uh because it's all you know personally funded so it is a huge expense um and you know the bikes are 
stock bikes, which is the stock Eurospec bike. It's an enduro bike. It's, but it, it it's not what you spent 200 hours on prior it's stock to, suspension. You know, yeah. There. So, or do you, it's, well, you, you tried to take your suspension sure. with I you. Mean, yeah. Try. Yeah. We had, yeah. And somebody from, from one of those stupid countries had other ideas about my suspension. <laughs> it would what, sure look good on their it. bike or on their eBay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was my uh, stuff. Yeah. Yes, our stuff never made it on the plane. Me and my dad were traveling together, and I had air tags and my suspension and my gear bags. And I see my suspension bin still in Calgary, <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, we're sitting in LAX. So we canceled our whole flight flash, and then we went from like LAX to Cuba, and what? Cuba to Chile, and Chile to Mendoza. It was like, oh man. But you did end yeah, up with your suspension. Quite the milk run. And then you got scammed. Yeah, we did. We stayed in LAX and did a baggage claim and it showed up on a later plane just so we could grab our stuff. But yeah. And Phil, Phil drove across the country, not to mention. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Probably killing chickens along the way. Oh no, he drove, he drove 12 hours through the the night back up to wherever the hell it was. Buenos Buenos Aires, like to get his suspension. And then they, they made him pay 3,000 american dollars in a room with and no, no cameras no, i'm yeah. just guessing like, no receipts. it's such a corrupt sure. it's such a corrupt shithole yeah yeah like just like just a corrupt shithole <laughs> is what that was oh man yeah i forgot yeah. about hearing that story i was like what but i mean it's almost like you know that's what kind of what happened to the Kove team at dakar like they had to do the like overnight run to kuwait or dubai or whatever to get their bikes out of customs and get them back for the start i mean just crazy stuff yeah well even they the americans get, you don't get any help you don't yeah, get no. any help from these guys they, they don't care. No. no big deal that it's like no. you know this massive international event and 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 but whatever it'll be a while before they go back to argentina i'm sure yeah yeah <laughs> I hope I they don't, don't ever go back. Yeah. Yeah. If they go back and and it's Talon's and Talon is going or is in his in his prime or whatever, <laughs> he will be staying home. <laughs> he will be skipping skipping that one. So who's we who's can Talon? study from home, son. Tell everybody who Talon is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he is the Talon is my son. He's fast. Yeah, Talon's my son and he's yeah. um, he's quick. Up and coming. Yeah. 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 He's, he's a um, ripper. He's yeah. a, he's on his way down here. He's probably gonna he's gonna do um he'll be coming down on the twenty seventh to do a little riding. He probably won't do, be able to do the first GNCC, but yeah, but he's coming down. He's got Loretta's qualifiers and stuff and he's gonna do probably Camp Coker. On the way nice. home, head back. Crazy, so. sick. Net. A good story about Talon. Uh, this past fall, when me and Jared and Tyler were riding at his his dad's place there in Kempville, we're riding the sand track in the backyard, and I was rolling around this sketchy sand double every lap, and uh, <clears throat> Tyler pulls me aside. He's like, "What the fuck you doing? Like, you call yourself a professional?" My kid hits this on his 65. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that one's stung. <laughs> and I hit it next lap. But <laughs> yeah. 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 
See, you hit it. That's all that counts. Yeah. Uh, uh, kicking your ass. Yeah. And the foot story. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Jared's I saw foot. Of, I saw none of that because I smashed a tree on the first lap. Yeah. Just sit out the rest of the week. Yeah. You know, yeah, my, my toenail just grew back like last week from that. <laughs> well, I guess there's not much to it besides we cut in a sick new single track line. And. Oh, we, yeah, sorry. We walked the whole thing with the chainsaw and we cut away everything that was dangerous. And then I think the batteries ran out on the electric chainsaw as we near the end. And we're like, that ah, nobody, nobody will, you, you can see this tree, nobody will hit it. Yeah. And so I think I like, we spun in maybe like two laps before I came around that section. And I was like, oh, I feel good. And I just smashed that tree, <laughs> folded my foot underneath the foot peg. And, uh, yeah, and I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I broke a toe or something because I couldn't even walk. I just spent the rest of the day, the week, chilling out. I didn't ride. And well, yeah, the best literally. part about that video, I have a video yeah. of his foot yeah. from that, and like, and like he kind of puts his foot into the frame right by the tree, and you can see the bruising, but nobody notices the bruising. Everybody <laughs> just notices how hairy his foot is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that a fucking werewolf? <laughs> I remember that. That's literally scarred into my memory. Is you showing me the text from Jeff, and it's just the Hobbit foot with a bunch of hair on it. <laughs> I was like, nobody so, cares about me. So okay, so the one the one story I want to hear from Argentina for sure, and I'm sure there's others, but you know, Tyler, you're up. So the hand. So, you know, you were, you were doing, yeah, I mean, yeah. considering you're on a rental bike, you know, you don't have your suspension, like you were running kind of like around P20, you know, up above P20, you know, sometimes a little bit below, but right around there, I think like P18, P20, most, most tests, you were doing really well. Yeah. Given the circumstance. And then, you know, sort of the information comes back to me that, you know, you're, you've encountered something and you're out. Yeah, well, yeah, that was really, really shitty. And like, man, like I was trying everything I could with that with that bike, but like, like we were, get, I would yeah. come down, and it was really, really silty and deep, and um, I would get to the base of these hills, and I, I was looking at the top of them. And I'm like, man, like, it's taking me twenty five minutes to get up this hill. <laughs> this is the like, transition. The bike right? literally just would not go. No. In the test. Like just, oh my god. <laughs> no, no, this is yes. in the test. Like I'm I'm the bike is literally like on the rev limit. I'm trying everything I can and I'm just like I'm not going anywhere. Like yeah. I, I'm just like instantly thinking like man, I should have I should have got a five hundred because I would just sit on top of it and just go way, way faster. Like in like there were sections like I was doing hill climbs and I'm like I would be five seconds faster, just 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 going straight yeah. up this hill, than I would be on this bike. And and like then I would override and make make stupid mistakes and just just it was just frustrating. I was not enjoying it at all. And then um, then you get a taste of a couple of good tests. You get the first two days out of the way. You're starting to get into the grooves. Um, you know, it was really, really hot day one, and I, and I got through it. Like, I raced it fine. I had no issues with the heat. 
my recovery was good for the next day. I was really stoked on that part of it. And then, yeah, and then we're doing the transfer on the on a new day. Come down into this gully and kind of just cruising. And I'm looking ahead up the trail and there's a little bit of a dust, a little bit of dust. And I wash out the front end on this, like, just like this tight little left-handed corner. There was sand on this flat rock. And it just instantly took the front wheel and I just put my hand down to, to stop it. And one of those barbs from the, the tree went, was like sitting straight on the rock. And my hand went into the, like, like a, oh. uh, like a shingle nail. It was yeah. about the size of a shingle nail, but a little bit longer. And it went right through my hand. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it broke off inside. So I pulled... I pulled my glove off and the the guy from Brazil came and, and we squeezed and pulled it out. And when he pulled it out, he like looked at it and it was like, like his eyes went like that. Holy shit. So then I had a good bit of adrenaline for the, for the next like hour and a half. And then it progressively started getting more and more sore. And like, I could feel my glove like getting really tight and, I, and it was aching. And I was like, Fuck, I just had to do this last test and, and then hopefully I can get some ice on this thing and then yeah the the i was pretty much tortured on the way back to the pits and um and then overnight i got sick and sweating just had the shits and um i knew something wasn't right and then i went back and they're like yeah you need to go to the hospital and a bunch of needles and all this other stuff and then i couldn't race and so what was that was deal? a bit was of that, a was that depressing the moment thorns? were they poisonous but, or No, I don't think I don't think so. But they they say that they have they get like a not not like a vaccine, but kind of like a vaccine to to protect them from whatever like Bacteria. type of shit. Bacteria Locals keep up on it, yeah. So um, obviously, I didn't have that, but but the fact that I had like my gloves on that were dirty and full of oil, and 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 it was just being beat on. <sighs> And it's hot, and yeah, dirt got in there, and it just got really infected, and fat looked like a cactus in it. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it was it was brutal. It was brutal. Like, and then like, um, I went to like I couldn't even brush my teeth. I couldn't even hold like there was zero percent chance that I could have rode with it like that. It was, yeah, but. It's all yeah. good. I mean, that's just part of the experience. You live and learn, and there's nothing really I could have done, honestly. Like, aside from, yeah, aside from like, not like just being a little bit more focused, I guess, on and not tipping over on that section. I, yeah, it's just hard to. Yeah, I mean, but I guess that's one of the things about ISDE is staying focused for like six or eight hours on the bike. Yeah, I, it's like. Argentina, I don't even think I can count how many times in the transfers I just randomly wadded up. Like, yeah, and smash yourself, like, rip my pants off. Like, like it's just everything sharp. And yeah, and I did, I I fell once, and that was it. Just one time, tipped over too. Like, I, I, it was on an angle too. Like, I almost could, could have just held the bike up. But, Not to mention yeah, those trees are littered like every ten feet on that whole country too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You think it's funny? Like, those bushes are like 
you know, you hit a bush up here and you're like, ah, you, the tree will move when you hit it. You know, there's some pushback, but it's like, you'll go through the bush. Yeah. But for some reason, those ones down there, it's like they were waiting for you with a baseball bat. You tag one of those things, it's like, somebody smash you with a bat and you fly off the bike. Like, what the hell did I just hit? Yeah. It's like they're, <laughs> it's like they're cemented in place. So yeah. when that happened, did, did you, Wild. yeah, did you guys, but like, you know, moving on and, you know, sympathy and empathy or what was your reaction? Uh, it's, you know, I think we all understand what goes on and honestly, like you're so, um, you're bummed for like bummed for Tyler, but you're so focused on what you're trying to, you know, achieve and survive mm -hmm. through that. Yeah. You don't really think of it on, on your end as a, as a negative. It's just like, all right, like it's, you know, that we're yeah. really just accustomed to knowing like shit happens. And so you're and saying you got to keep, keep trucking along and no, we, we, I mean, oh, we even, I even nice. went and cuddled with him for a little bit. Just to... Yeah. <laughs> I gave I gave myself I gave myself a hard enough time, trust me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Yeah. You know, I guess what's the weirdest thing you guys have seen ever at an ISD? Phil ordering pizza that had salmon on it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. That was a yeah. quick answer. I was trying to think there, but that one definitely tops charts. In, we were in, in France. <clears throat> Yeah, we were walking tests in France and we had like a little Ford Transit rental car van and there was like a partition wall with the front two driver's seats and then the back was just empty. So yeah. we grabbed lawn chairs from our Airbnb and me and Tyler and Phil were riding in the back <clears throat> and Phil's like, yeah, I'll grab us some pizza, you know, phone this place, whatever, it'll, it'll be good. And I just remember like we're all hot and sweaty and the smell of the pizza entering the back of the van <laughs> like phil what's on that pizza oh uh, semi it would be good I'm like no dude i i don't i don't want oh, any of that get upset about pineapple never mind salmon holy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it was absolutely terrible yeah <laughs> without a question it's we're all starving fridge for like three days yeah Every time you open the fridge in the kitchen, you're like, what the hell is that I can smell? still smell it, yeah. Yeah. Jared, your weirdest thing you've seen? Oh. Mm. Uh, we were driving in. So, preface to the story, you need a certified chest protector for uh, FIM competitions. And... Okay no matter how many times we've been told or we know in advance, somehow we always make an error and don't have the right chest protectors. Um, it even happened this year, but this was, I think it was France. No, it was Italy, Tyler, where we drove like, so like, every, like I'm going to say a good hundred people failed the technical inspection for chest protectors. So with like the, the circumference of bike shops that were getting chest protectors were sold out. So like, we were we were that year we were near the end in tech inspection so we're like one of the last teams to go through so like all these chest protectors were sold out so we drove probably like two hours or something crazy to uh, a dealership that had a, a chest protector in uh, in stock and when we were driving there we we're like this was in Italy right Tyler yeah um, 
we were driving and we I don't know if we made it already to the dealership, but like it's a shit show trying to find parking and somewhere you don't know the language, all that stuff. But we park and then we see like we're walking down and in an alley is a is like tablecloth covering something that looks like a a body and we're like, what is going on? And then it so happens that there was a shooting and there was a body laying there and we're like, oh, wow. So we get in the car, get our chest protectors and bail. And then uh, we end up getting pulled over like minutes later. And they're just like, (laughs) it seemed like they were grilling us for some information. And we're like, nobody spoke Italian, not even close. And we're trying to figure out what they wanted. We gave them our passports. And I think I don't exactly remember how it, how it ended, but that was an odd scenario. Yeah, there was a legitimate dead person on the street with the yeah. oh wow with a yellow tarp over it. Yeah, that's right. Wow, that was messed up. Yep. Um, I that's remember pretty weird. In Portugal, um, we were walking tests, and we went to this little restaurant, and they brought out food, and you had a choice between fish or pork, and the fish was like for sure caught in the backyard there's a little brook there was a brook in the backyard and, and this guy is for sure fishing it because it just looked like these little jerked off fish like it, like <laughs> it was in it. so he, so he brings out it was a pretty good split so he just like made this big like like silver platter full of the options like half of it was just these fish and the other half was just diced pig and i'm talking like it was pink. Like, it, it was, like, heated it was, up. It was rare. It was rare, but it wasn't even cooked, like, traditionally. It looked like uh, it was put in hot water for, like, 15 minutes. And sure as hell, there is a snout. The snout is on the thing. Like mm, a snout. Like, a, if you just took a pig and you cut its snout off, and it's, like, this, like, this big around, right? Like a skateboard wheel. And it's got the two holes in the in the front and little like hairs that had been melted off, and then I'm like, "What the hell is that? Who's gonna eat that?" And then Phil just grabs it, <laughs> picks it up in his hand, and just eats it like takes a bite of it like an apple. And he goes, "No, it's pretty good." And eats the whole thing. <laughs> he ate the whole pig snout, and that was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life, let alone a life. <laughs> That that could <laughs> that could be a topic on its own is is uh, Phil's reaction to eating anything that is placed in front of him in a foreign country. Yeah, I think just he's just got to go for it mentality. Yeah, like in Argentina, like like they pretty much throw an entire carcass on the barbecue and and uh, fry that thing up. And I remember the first year because we actually raced in Argentina in fourteen and. Uh, Best part about Phil and I's friendship is that the, when I first met Phil, he didn't know any English, and that's we had to become friends speaking two different languages. So it was a good time, and that's actually what I was looking forward to tonight. Was I was going to be the official translator for his Phil's special English language because I Franglais. like our whole friendship is is me and him, like in a conversation, even when he's talking. And his wife's next to him. He'll say something in, in English. And everybody's like, what did he just say? And I'm like, oh, he just said this. 
and even his wife's like, how do you know what he's saying? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, so the first year in Argentina, it was like the worst thing that I couldn't put down was like the intestine. So it's just like, like enlarged hollow spaghetti with whatever remnants was inside that thing. And it's just gross. And Phil's first thing, fork and knife, cuts it. And then he just throws it in and he's about, oh, he's probably a good 35 chews into this one piece. And I was just like, oh man, I couldn't do it. Like if I can't <laughs> swallow something in two chews, it's out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, brutal. Okay. So ISD 2024, Spain. Should be a good uh, one. Hey, you guys... Yeah. Everybody's feeling good. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm stoked. Um, I think stoked to ride our own bikes too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get our own bikes over there, and um, I think you know even after the Argentina, we I think we're all pre- pretty like over it by day six and day seven when we woke up was like let's go, let's let's go to Spain. Like I you know I, was, I can't speak to everybody, but I'm pretty sure we're all on the same page where it's just like we're ready to go. Yeah. So. Yeah, we hit, hit everything running here. And, you know, this year in Alberta or on the West Coast anyways, we're really trying to put together that sprint series. So we have something to a platform to train on and, uh, you know, help us all elevate to to a, like Tyler's level, which would be nice. Hopefully soon too, like overnight. It'd be cool. Yeah. If we yeah, could like, like just one day. Yeah. Six tests in a row. If I'm as fast as Tyler, that's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, uh, yeah, I mean, that would be good. We need to, need to step it up. But yeah, I yeah. mean, that's, I mean, for sure, I definitely, I have two years of redemption that I need to get. So I'm ready to, I'm ready to go. I really, really enjoy the event. I I think it's great. I wish we could do like, I wish there was an Enduro GP or something in Canada, or, or at least yeah. maybe one of the mm-hmm. states too, so, so we could do this type of racing a bit more. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I love it, and anytime I get to have the chance to do it, I I would love it. I'm looking forward to, yeah, doing it on, uh, you know, on these new but like the new Hondas that I'm riding right now. It's it's they're really really nimble and fun to ride, so it's exciting. That's awesome. Well, that's so I you know I talked to you a little bit about this Tyler when we spoke uh, late last year. So you know, your new year, new team with GDR Honda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how are they with you being on an offer? Like you're primarily, you're contracted to be a motocross rider. Yeah. Yeah. And how are they with the whole off-road program? I think they're, that's one of the, that was one of the um, features that they liked about my program is just like a little bit of diversity and get Honda into, you know, a little bit of the spotlight inside of our, like our big events um, in Canada. Like, you know, I'll try to defend the cord uh, on a Honda and, and get some wins in FMSQ after the season's yeah. done and in, in uh, on a Honda and stuff. So they, they're excited about that, I think. And I know, it, I know in the past it was an exciting thing, even for, you know, on a, on a Kawasaki, they, I think they still have my bikes from Portugal in in the office at, at, at the headquarters. So, Cool. So yeah, I mean it's it's a good thing for a brand to you know to try to do good and to expand it a bit since our nationals you know there's eight rounds and it's important obviously with the television and the exposure it gets but 
um, yeah, it's just to, to, you know, to grow the off-road segment and with how popular woods riding is becoming, um, especially in the East coast that, yeah, it's good to show that there's other brands that are, that are just as good or better than the Austrian stuff. Yeah, I mean, Mm. definitely. So who do you guys see and Tyler, you're not allowed to say Tyler, Talon, um, who do you guys see? Like, you know, there's fast kids all over North America. Let's, you know, we're here in Canada. You know, who do you guys see as like the coming up next crew? Definitely Hayden Dupuis for sure. That yeah. kid's been ripping. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, watching him ride and the the talent and the control that he has at such a young age. You know, I feel like he's so much farther ahead than I was at at that age. And he's he's going to be one of the best riders to come out of Canada for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, you know, he's a pretty easy choice. You know, I just don't know the the east side of the country for this stuff too much yet. And that's something I'm really interested in learning is, you know, who who on the east is coming out? There's a kid that races uh, FMSQ that, that's really quick. He's like, he was 14. I think he rode super minis this year and he was, he was really quick. Yeah. And like those guys said, like Hayden Dupuis is, is really good. Um, I know Talon is going to be into yeah. into off road just because he loves riding in the woods and he's going to be chomping at the bit to do to to do like something like ISDE where it's it's a yeah. you know a long a long race and just something cool. Um, you know, obviously, I wished that that I got into it a bit sooner myself, but there's a good crop of kids that are coming up that are that are that are fast right now. It's whether they want to uh, apply themselves to, to that segment and, and want to invest in it and try to try to get better at multi-disciplines. It's, it's, it's tough, right? Especially with parents and, and, you know, um, visions and like, like where they want to see their kid go. And it's, it's tough, you know, you get pulled both ways, but what's going to, you know, where do they want to be and what dreams do they have? Right. So there's talent in Canada for sure. I mean, it sort of feels like if, you know, a kid's looking to take the pro path, it might be a little more of a, you know, it's a different road, but maybe it's a little more of a wide open road to go the, the enduro side. It's not quite as jammed up as motocross would be. And maybe, maybe I'm wrong. No, you're, you're, you're right. It's just like, you know, there's a, there's opportunity to do it for a living in motocross, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's not quite there yet in enduro. Yeah, it's not. But I mean, it's it's getting there. Like it's close. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just market share alone would probably tell you that it's gonna come. I'll I'll add one more um, one more name to that list. Who I've been keeping my eye peeled in Alberta is uh, Sawyer Shell. He's a uh, you know motocross at uh, you know beginning of things, and then he's been making that transition a lot in the last couple of years. And I just seen him. He's, he's one of those kids that's willing to hone in skill sets across the board. So uh, I think that's really interesting what he's doing. And I think once he starts to, you know, really get pull, pull things and piece things together, he's going to be ripping. Yeah. I mean, he's fast, really fast on the motocross track. He's fast as anything off-road. He's an intense competitor. Yeah. And on top of that, he's really working on building a hard enduro skill set. It looks like. Yeah. He's got a little of everything yeah, he, going. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, there's a kid in Ontario too that's really good. This Gavin kid that rides a gas gas. Yeah, um, he's a good motocross rider, and he and he rides in the woods. I think he did the corduroy for the first time this year. 
he's uh he's an up and coming kid because he's really good at motocross. Same same type of deal. He's rides in the woods, puts studs on his bike, like just you know the hard like the hardcore kind of stuff that's like that will take you there. Yeah. So one of the things Lexi Pichot talked about last week was, you know, kind of how ISD is evolved from, you know, it's evolving from, you know, a single track kind of thing to it's a little more wide open. Like, you know, you look at some of those tests in Argentina and some other tests, you know, you watch online and, you know, it's pretty wide open. It, it looks very moto-y, um, you know, high, high speeds, big features, you know, and that's something that I think we're going to see is like those kids that are, you know, you're going to, you're going to get the kids who are fast on a motocross track and can bring that speed in transition over to, you know, woods riding, enduro riding, ISD, like test riding. Yeah, for sure. I think the the one hard part about, you know, we just don't, in our on our end of the country anyways, we don't have that style of racing for off-road side of things to explore that speed. Um, yeah. You know, we look at... Like the a lot I've noticed in the last handful of years have started to race some of the local uh, motocross series, which is great. It gets them, you know, more comfortable with that. And I just look down in the states, uh, you know, those kids coming through GNCCs and stuff like that. Like those courses are they're gnarly, but they're also fast, and you know, they're really yeah. they're building that skill set right from the get go. So, um, you know, if we can try to sprinkle in some of that that race style i think we can have you know people coming in from and both because you know we actually you know thought about it for our series you know we're gonna have a crossover award or you know some sort of acknowledgement on crossover athletes and it won't be just motocross we'll bring in motocross crossover and also cross country because you know to be fast at a like a enduro format test it's not just a an xc guy or a moto guy it's actually like you could come from two totally different spectrums for where, from where we're from anyways and bring that into uh into a sprint and we want to you know be able to display both that so it should should be pretty interesting to bring that in so when you look at something like FMSQ and compare it to a GNCC style race like is that a pretty close approximation of what you see over there it's getting closer yeah yeah certain certain events are yeah cuz out here like in Alberta, um, the cross country races tend to be a little more, you know, kind of to the hard enduro side. Like they, you know, it seems like they sprinkle in some big, big features and it's not, you know, necessarily like a speed cross country event. Correct. Oftentimes. Yeah. Yeah. More often than not so, for sure. Yeah. Is that something like you guys are going to have what I think two cross country races in your series out here, Jared? Yeah. Yeah. We have two, um, and yeah, we're just basically going to benchmark FMSQ um, and GNCCs. To... I like how when you say benchmark, because you don't want to say like, I'm taking the idea. Yeah, exactly. I learned that when I was in the business world back in oil and gas. That's a great <laughs> idea. We'll benchmark that. <laughs> we'll benchmark that. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's it. Uh, oh, Owen just text. He said his phone died, so he might be coming back on here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to just basically do, you know, create that. And you know what? We don't know if it'll work. We don't know if anybody's going to stick around, but we're going to try to bring it in and yep. see what happens. I believe Jared said that maybe some of you guys are going to come out west and race a little bit. Uh, Owen. Or there was discussion of that. Yeah, I've been trying. It's my goal. Yeah. 
Um, I would really I, like to. Yeah. yeah. Tyler's schedule is tough with, with like we mentioned, his contract with motocross. We were yeah. we probably could have lined it up if there was the big kahuna, but I haven't heard anything on that forefront if that's going to be happening or not. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's getting late in the day. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know exactly what's going on, but I'm pretty sure it's not happening. And then, yeah, I've been, you know, trying to organize it with Phil if he can get out here. And we, we tried to keep all the dates offset from FMSQ so that we could encourage some, some uh, cross-country, the literal mean across-the-country racing. Because yeah. um, I'll, I'll try to go out and get some FMSQs under my belt as well if I, if I can um, afford to take off a bit more work than, uh, than I will this year. Yeah, the FMSQs are the FMSQs are growing right now. They're really good, and like they, and they're expanding too. Because we had one in uh, in New Brunswick at Crab Mountain. That's right. Um, which was only four hours from from where I live in Nova Scotia. So that was that was awesome, and you know that's um, yeah, it's 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 getting it's getting bigger, and and the events are packed and. Yeah, that's it's a really good time and it's really competitive. So it's yeah. good good racing for sure. I'm really looking forward to going out east to check out as many of the FMSQ rounds as I can possibly make happen. Yeah. Before you guys went down to Argentina, I sat down with Jared and did a little interview and you know, asked about goals. And I think I'm trying to remember what you said, you know, like you guys were looking at, you know, trying to crack top five, I think, in Argentina. Yeah, I think we were we're looking to um, just best our overall result from 2021 when we, we got the Watling uh, award for yeah. you know, best performing team or best, I can't remember exact definition, but we were pretty stoked on that it was a seventh and we all, you know, did our part and it was pretty cool. And so we felt good about it. And that's always been kind of the, the carrot after afterwards. So I think to, you know, I don't know the math behind what we'd have to do to, get that trophy again but it was um you know just do the best we can and hopefully that's enough to um increase that position from previous years but yeah it, it's good i mean i think we set the bar high for our team and where we're at right now so it'll be it's constantly a push yeah i mean so so thinking ahead to spain this year you know you guys are going to be on your own bikes which is going to be you know you're going to be on race bikes not rental bikes so you know yeah that should be a help yeah um you know when i mean probably a much bigger field in spain than there was in argentina for sure um you know have you guys talked amongst your squad about you know where you want to push it to or where you think you might be able to push it to beyond you know like it'd be cool if we got the watling trophy again or it wasn't really discussed but i mean like yeah, the the first thing is is to like just not have yeah goofy shit happen. You just got to be in the moment, right? Like and yeah. and just push. And I think the you know step one is having your own stuff there, and yeah. being comfortable. You know, and like being there at the right amount of time and walking all the tests and like getting video and and yeah. just studying and just trying to be better. You know, the 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 platform. I guess the blueprint of how to be better is there. Just got to, yeah. you know, nail it, really. It's all. Exactly. Um, do you see the potential growing for Canada to get more of a supported program? It's hard to say. I mean, it's so much money. 
this that's definitely going to Spain is definitely a little bit more feasible, especially from you know speaking from being you know not too far from there as far as like where I'm located, right? Like it's it's easy to get to Spain again compared to Argentina or like you know even like Germany or France and stuff like. Spain is seems to be fairly easy, simple. Yeah, but you never know. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been doing it so long now that I've kind of you kind of become numb to the possibility of getting some more sport. But we do everything we can as individuals to to make up what we need to do. There's there's no way I'd be able to race six days if I didn't have the you know some of the support that I have. I bless my balls and and do the fundraising and do riding schools and. You know, I've I've raced years on six days entirely on credit cards, which is terrible, um, and it's a hard it's a hard uh, thing to dig out of. But um, I'm, I'm sure your wealth management guy doesn't like that. Yeah, you're looking <laughs> at him. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, I I I I would love to sit down and even round table it to see what what a person could do, and and yeah. I have all sorts of ideas, but you know, it's it's hard to to be the the rider, the fundraiser, the the mechanic, the all that stuff. So it's like if you if we could, you know, maybe when I retire, I'll take that on and try to make it better for the next people. But it's really hard to make those small steps forward when you're you're just focusing on being the racer. It's that's that's yeah. the, that's the that's our job. And I wish I could just focus on that and not try to have to do it all, but it's it's the reality here. The next generation will hopefully have it better than me. Well, there you go. Um, what about this year? Is there a talk of a junior team going for Canada this year? Uh, yeah, there is. Um, I don't know how it's all going to shake out yet for who yeah. and what. I think it's all pretty preliminary, but it's it's looking pretty strong for uh a trophy a men's trophy a women's trophy and a junior trophy and i think some club that's fantastic teams. that's that'd be amazing yeah. to have a bigger canadian presence yeah. there yeah for sure and it always happens it, it does kind of get inflated at the beginning of the year so we'll see who yeah, sure who sticks it yeah. out and and um wants to go forth with it but we'll we definitely encourage it and and uh yeah i mean it's part of why we wanted to do this podcast was if we can get more people you know to see the energy and the the experiences that we all get doing it like uh, you just got to go do it once and you'll see you'll, you'll snag those people that want to do it again well it's worth it yeah an unreal event yeah and especially like this year in spain like it's going to be big crowds it's going to be probably next level for sure and close to portugal too so you know, and it just circles back to what, you know, Jared, you brought it up at the beginning, what Lexi Pichot was saying last week on the podcast. That enduro. You know, just say Bureau. yes. Bureau. Bureau. The, en the enduro. It's hard to say. Like, <laughs> I kind of have regrets, but the enduro bureau. bureau. You got to say it's slow. <laughs> you got to say it's slow. Um, but yeah, like, it's just, it's that mindset of saying yes and yes to adventures and like prioritizing that. Yeah, and you know you can find a way to make things happen. Definitely. Um, any last because Phil's not here, and now uh, Owen's not here. Like any last stories? This whole this whole thing was kind of like a six days. 
Owen did, Owen's gonna DNF this one. He's not here. Just Tyler and I get <laughs> yeah. gold medals. Nobody today. likes nobody likes a quitter. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, like you say, it's there. There's we could spend hours and just take a second to think about just the shenanigans that goes on, what you see and how you feel, and the experiences that you get, and the people that you you know meet you're, and go through good, things yeah. with, and just just sorting it out it's man it's it's really hard to explain but it's really good it's about the people right like it and the experience yeah yeah it it is and i certainly encourage you know people that are listening in our in our country to, to to give it a try i mean it's it's changed my life completely as far as the path and where i've gone i mean i probably would have quit racing a long time ago if it wasn't for for this event and the people i've met I would have probably got burnt out of racing moto a long time ago. And, and, um, yeah, I, it's, it's a life changing experience. And if you do it once and you don't like it, then at least you got to travel. Exactly. Yeah. You have an adventure and you've probably got about 1800 stories. Driving down an Italian highway, trying to get through a toll booth with Ryan Wyatt, our dog, the MVP driver of of uh the italian six days do you want to know how much money ryan spent on speeding tickets from italy <laughs> yes like thousands Could... <laughs> really like like photo radar just getting pulled over all the time no photo radar they i i guess they have them all over the place <laughs> <laughs> lesson and, learned <laughs> and i think actually the majority of them came from when we went to Rome afterwards, when remember you guys couldn't you guys couldn't fly out because the COVID testing place got shut down before we got there. I can't remember exactly why, but you could we had to delay your flight another day, so we were, went and got some hotel rooms in Rome, and like just to drive down the front street of this, there's certain streets in Rome that are like pay streets so like you can <laughs> you can drive you only can drive certain ways and if you want to take this one road you got to pay like a certain amount of euro every time and so that that hotel we were staying at <laughs> was on one of those streets and ryan probably did like 20 laps i just man like trying to find I the parking spot scene you say <laughs> that like how many speeding tickets you got and then you're like oh well there's cameras and then like cut scene him going to test fucking wide open in the car like on two wheels <laughs> just getting nabbed at every every turn <laughs> yeah i love it yeah ryan ryan's my cousin and and then that year he came with as a support guy and, and so there's like time controls and special tests and ryan made it to every single one in the rental car as we were going through so like some of these were like an hour apart and he would get there and we'd only have, we'd have like a, an hour transfer or like 30 minute transfer. And yeah, he's, uh, I think we contemplated canceling his credit card at one point because it all came to the rental car company and then would just get ticketed to his, it was crazy. And I, I think he ended up oh. being a, the, the right thing and paying them all off. Yeah. Just, these are the experiences you get. The total bill was, I felt pretty bad, but yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah like i said it's it's a loose program <laughs> yeah if if you want to 
If you want to go for the record of collecting the most speeding tickets, you should come to Spain. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. Anytime, guys. Oh, fantastic. All right. Look, hey, Tyler, thanks so much. Um, looking forward. Yeah, looking forward to seeing you when you come out for the uh, Triple Crowns out here in DAB. And uh, <clears throat> definitely looking forward to seeing you in Spain, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that uh, I got to come on tonight and yeah, hopefully we can do another one here shortly and maybe talk about uh, some of the GNC things coming up awesome. or something. How we go. All right, man. Well, hey, go to bed. It's late in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> thanks right, for yeah. staying out, Tyler. See ya. Later. Bye. Yep. See you guys. Well, that was pretty fun. Yeah. We didn't even... I enjoyed that immensely. That was perfect. 